Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together to recap a different book or movie. We're not here to rate or review anything. We're just here to talk about the characters and the situations they find themselves in. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. What are we talking about this week, Courtney? We're talking about a movie that I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of or even seen before. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, it's 10 Things I Hate About You, which is free on Amazon Prime Video, mm-hmm. starring Julia Stiles and the late, great Heath Ledger. Yeah. Girl, this movie came out when I was 13, and mm-hmm. I memorized very important parts of it to the point where I was mouthing it as I was watching it. And I haven't seen this movie in years, and I still remember there's a speech at the end that I can still recite from memory. Listen, you know what? This movie is so 90s that it mm-hmm. it hurts, but in a good way, like a hurt so good way, and I love it. I'll tell you for a 90s movie, and really, you know what? I'm not even going to throw shade at 90s movies because they were good, and they were objectively so much better in, in a lot of ways than movies that come out the, like nowadays. I love 90s movies. Absolutely love 90s movies. I also really fucking love Heath Ledger. I know. And so this just gives me like all of the feels. I know. Okay, so the movie starts off with this really cute guy. His name is Cameron. Mm -hmm. He's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And uh, this adorable baby-faced cutie pie is starting a new school and he's in the principal's office. Yeah, he's there to like get a schedule and get that new kid pep talk. Like, you know, I, I we've both moved schools, we know. Yeah. We've had the new kid pep talk before. I think it's so terrifying meeting the principal at a new school, especially when the mm-hmm. principal looks like Umbridge from Harry Potter. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking well, about? They didn't know Umbridge at this point though. But yeah, she's the OG. Um, but she's, she doesn't seem like a terrible person like Umbridge is. Umbridge is like the embodiment of evil. Right. And this high school principal just wants to be left the fuck alone so she can write erotica on her school computer. She's sitting behind her desk. The new guy, Cameron, walks in and the principal's like, give me a second. And then she's typing up like, his quivering member is quivering. <laughs> his hand slides up her creamy thigh. <laughs> I want you guys to imagine Cameron's first impression of the school. Like, first of all, the principal, she looks very conservative, but she's sitting there Mm -hmm. typing up an erotic novel. She's also flicking off students from the window and she cursed and she curses out loud in front of him she's like yeah this 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 school is full of fuckheads or something like that and poor Cameron you could tell he's just like what is going on yeah and she's like listen I have a novel to finish and I want to be left the fuck alone get out yeah and as soon as Cameron steps out this other guy walks in a Heath Ledger in all his tight gray t-shirt 90s glory yes he walks in and also he has longer hair which would probably make a perfect man bun which we get to see later but (laughs) so he has like this like shoulder length wavy well it's like collarbone length it doesn't quite touch his shoulders but anyways he has like this collarbone length wavy brown hair just mm. anyways he walks in Patrick is his name, and he's, like we said, he's he's played by Heath Ledger. And he is very obviously the bad boy in school. The principal's like, what, what the fuck do you want? Did you expose yourself in the cafeteria? And he goes, no, I was just making a joke. It was a bratwurst. And she goes, aren't you optimistic? <laughs> Completely inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. What is a bratwurst? Allow me to explain. It is a big, thick meat sausage oh nice okay cool it's normally served in like uh german food okay they're really good if you ever get a chance to taste a bratwurst i would highly recommend it so patrick also happens to have an australian accent bad boy long hair man bun potential an accent like i am so trash for this (laughs) it is (laughs) It's checking all my boxes. You're like, you have a pulse. You are obviously a red flag because you're a bad boy. Courtney is all Mm -hmm. about it. 
yeah, I I have zero remorse for this. <laughs> You're not even sorry about it. I'm not even sorry about yeah. it, no. It's funny. Like, my husband listening to these, my husband is the exact opposite of a bad boy. He is a high school teacher. He went to college. He has a master's degree. Like, my husband is the exact opposite of a bad boy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such trash for bad boys. And he's just like, what the fuck? Well, I would say I would say Frank has bad boy energy. Like, a, he has... See, it's not bad boy energy. It's I don't give a fuck energy. <laughs> so, like, it's, it, it's along the same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's like instead of a red flag, he's like a um, orangey yellow flag. Mm, okay, um, but it only flickers orangey yellow. He's mostly a green Aww. flag, and then every now and then it like flickers orangey yellow. And I'm, I'm like, like oh. I like, I want that one. <laughs> I want the potential for instability. Ooh, <laughs> I want the potential for instability while still being stable. Yeah, I feel you, girl. I want the illusion of a red flag. Yes. The principal has assigned sort of like a tour guide yeah. for Cameron. As Cameron is being shown around by his, yeah. by his new bestie tour guide, uh, he catches sight of Bianca Stratford. And, mm-hmm. okay, uh, how would you describe Bianca? Bianca Stratford is the forbidden fruit of this high school. Mm-hmm. She is. She looks like a doll. She is cute, sweet, bubbly, but it's a well-known fact that Bianca cannot date. She reminds me of a young Britney Spears, which actually at the time that this was filmed would just Mm. be Britney Spears. Yes, she does. She reminds me of Britney Spears. And so she had kind of that sweet innocence of, of the young Britney Spears. However, Bianca isn't very smart or talented, so... Not very, not a Britney. No, she she does seem to have a very sweet personality. However, she's not, she's very dull in the personality department to me. Yeah. Like sweet, but boring. And I I think that's unfair of me because I'm comparing her to her sister, who's a man-eating bad bitch. So yeah, she's going to seem a little dull. Cameron becomes instantly enamored by Bianca and his new friend who's showing him around tells him like, hey, don't even look at her. Not only is she out of your league, but it's a Mm -hmm. well-known fact that she can't date and neither can her sister. So Bianca has a sister named Kat. um, And Kat is actually the really the main female character of the movie. Yeah, she's she's Julia Stiles. She is Julia (laughs) Stiles. And Kat is a feminist icon. She has a reputation for being a ball-busting bad bitch who hates men. Okay, I would have to argue that she is more of the feminist stereotype of like, you know, she's feminist because she's angry and because she hates men, which is kind of like, listen, you can be a straight-up hoe and still be a feminist. You can be thirsty as hell and still be a feminist. I mean, exhibit A, Courtney Houston. Um, <laughs> you gonna look at me and tell me I'm wrong, brah? <laughs> you gonna tell me I'm wrong? No, I love that. <laughs> While Bianca is very kind of popular and wanted, Cat mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, she's kind of an outcast. She's left the fuck alone. <laughs> Everybody leaves her alone. Everybody's a little bit scared of her. As they should be. Yeah. Um, And so Cameron, this poor guy, is just, his eyes are huge for Bianca. He's just simping over her. And while he's simping over her, Bianca is simping over a douchey model boy named Joey. Douche model boy Joey is exactly what you would expect from his name that we have provided for him. Yeah. He's so full of himself. And... He sees Bianca walking with her friend through, like, the courtyard. He, he and his friend make a bet that he can get Bianca to go out with him. Yeah. And his friend even, ugh, this is so, it's so sleazy. I just want to punch them both, like, right in the nose. Just right in the nose. Yeah. Um, make men easier to throw because I will throw him <laughs> across this courtyard. Um, his friend's like, hey, you want to make a bet? Like, how much? And Joey says, 
money I have. Mm-hmm. Bianca, I don't. Mm. And it's gross. Gross. I know. Right to jail. He wants to collect her like a little trophy for his shelf. Yeah, she's a conquest. So they're all stereotypes of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, poor Kat is just trying to live her life. She only cares mm-hmm. about music and getting through high school, making the least amount of eye contact as possible, which, hey, that was me. Same. You know, I think Kat, just like you, you know how you said if you go to the grocery store and someone makes eye contact like they're going to talk to you, you will literally abandon a full cart and just go home. Yeah. I think Kat would do the same. Oh, for sure. For sure. Kat and Bianca, they're they're polar opposites of each other. Oh, yeah. Bianca is ranting and raving that she wants to go out um, with this boy because douchebag Joey drove her home that day. Dad is a single father. He's also an OBGYN who is terrified of his daughter's looking, touching, or being in a close proximity to boys because they will get pregnant and die. Bianca's like, Dad, I'm the only girl in my grade that's not dating. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah. He's just like, Kat's not dating either. Bianca's like, yeah, because Kat is a freak of nature. Like, that's that. this is not a fair comparison. And so the no dating ever rule turns into, hey, you know what? You can date when Kat dates. I thought this was so fucked up for the dad to do because essentially what he did is he didn't want to be the bad guy anymore yeah. by having this rule that they couldn't date. And so instead, he's like, okay, I'm not going to be the bad guy. I'm going to make your sister the bad guy. Uh-huh. You can't you can't date until she dates. So if you have a problem with this no dating rule, it's your sister's fault. And I'm like, Dad, that's not, mm. that's not cool. Well, one, you're the adult. Just put your foot down. But two, your daughters are 15 and 17. Dating is not this outlandish idea for them. So the rules have changed. Mm -hmm. The Stratford sisters, Kat and Bianca, they couldn't date at all before. And now the dad says when Kat dates, you can date. So cut to Bianca and our baby-faced new boy, Cameron, Mm -hmm. are in the library because he has offered to be her French tutor, even though he's really not that good at French. (laughs) He doesn't speak French at all. He's teaching himself just to get close to Bianca. Oh, my God. God, the effort he is putting in. It's ridiculous. He invites her to go sailing with him. And she's like, oh, my God, I wish I could. But I can't because I can't date until my sister dates. So, yeah, bummer. She realizes that Cameron really likes her. And so it's almost like she manipulates him into thinking that she would go out on a date with him if he only found a date for her sister. When in reality, Mm -hmm. we all know she doesn't want to date Cameron. She wants to date the douchey model guy, Joey. Yeah. So she's definitely playing Cameron here. And Cameron, being the sparkly-eyed good guy that he is, he goes to his new friend And he tells him, hey, like, Bianca can date when Kat dates. And best friend basically tells him, listen, um, Kat ain't dating. Yeah. He's like, have you you seen this girl? She is a ball buster. Like, she's not letting a sausage within a two-mile radius of her. Right. He is tempering Cameron's expectations to where, like, no one's dumb enough to go out with Kat. They try to recruit someone to date Kat, and they can't find the right person. And then they realize, remember the Australian bad boy who was sent to the principal's office at the top of the episode? Patrick. They see this bad boy smoking in the hallway, like just being a bad boy. Well, he also has a reputation of being crazy. And so they kind of realize... He's the only one brave enough to date Kat because she has a reputation for being crazy. Yeah, they're like, it's a match made in hell. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, because apparently she kicked a guy in the testicle so hard that he needed surgery, which is like in 2021, you would, you know, have charges over that. But she to this day maintains that he kicked himself in the balls. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I believe her. (laughs) I believe her, too. (laughs) So Cameron and his friend decide that Mm -hmm. Patrick is the one. 
and they go to Patrick to ask him. Because Cameron and his friend, they have, what is that class called? Metal shop? Wood shop? Yeah, they have they have woodworking or something. I don't know. It's a class where they give teenage boys power tools and flamethrowers and like all these crazy, super dangerous mm-hmm. things. And there's no supervision. And I'm just like, this is not safe. This is not safe for grown men. This is not, I would not trust a grown man to handle these tools. They don't even get to ask Patrick because Patrick is so intimidating. They're scared of him, right? They don't even really ask him. No, they don't because he drills a hole through the middle of the book. (laughs) He takes a fucking power tool and drills a hole through the middle of of Cameron's French, French book. They're like, hey, listen, maybe we can pay Patrick to go out with Kat. But they're both broke. They don't have any money. So Cameron's friend says, you know what we need? We need a backer. And Cameron goes, what's a backer? And his friend says, someone who has money and is dumb. So this is where it gets kind of the plan gets very layered and complicated because they go to douchebag model Joey and they convince him like, hey, if you want to date Bianca, which we know you do, Mm -hmm. you need to find a date for Kat, her sister. Yeah. But the only person brave enough to date Kat is Patrick our mm-hmm. bad boy. However, Patrick is not going to do it for nothing. He needs an incentive. And money is always a good incentive, you know? Yeah. And so it's great. Like, to me, it was like inception layers on this plan. Because remember, Bianca manipulated Cameron into coming up with this plan mm-hmm. because she wants to date Joey. Yeah. And Cameron looped in Joey Cameron thinks that Bianca wants to date him. It's Anyway, it's just... You have her sipping over him, and then a different him sipping over her, and then it's... This want-lust triangle is getting, like, super bouncy. It's insane. It's a trapezoid. Yeah. It's a love trapezoid. <laughs> love trapezoid. A parallelogram. <laughs> Joey takes the bait. Douchebag Joey takes the bait and douchebag model Joey approaches bad boy and says, hey, if you uh you take out Kat, I'll give you 20 bucks. And then he's like, didn't Kat put somebody in the hospital with like ball reconstruction surgery? <laughs> and he's like, OK, 30. Yeah, I think they end up settling at 50. Yeah, they end up settling at 50. Patrick negotiates. And I looked it up, and $50 in the 90s is like $80 now. So, you know. I mean, that's still a good chunk of change for a high schooler, you know? 80 bucks goes a long way in the 90s. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, bad boy Patrick, being his badass self, is like, this is going to be easy. Mm Mm-hmm. The first time Patrick tries to talk to Kat is right after she has soccer practice. Mm -hmm. And he comes up to her and he's like, hey, how are you? And she's like, super sweaty. How are you? (laughs) And he's just like, oh, wow, that's one way to impress a guy. And she's like, that's my goal in life, you know. But look, look, look how it's working. (laughs) Obviously, it worked a little bit. I don't know if it was the money or just his fetishes, but he follows her to the record store and waits by her car, and he's trying to talk to her. She wants him to kindly die. Kat is just trying to enjoy her music. Music is her passion. Mm-hmm. And he really thought he could just walk right up to her and say, hey, baby, and she would melt into a puddle, as all of us would. Yeah, like, do we blame him for thinking that? Do you honestly... A bad boy in a tight black t-shirt with wavy collarbone length brown hair and an Australian accent. Honestly, I don't blame him for thinking he could walk up to her and be like, hey, baby, and expect the slutty putty to just mold into like I (laughs) it would work for me. It would work for me. It would have worked for me as well. And I think uh, Kat has a backbone and self-respect that, you know, we should strive for perhaps, but. I don't know. In this situation, I'm like, cat girl, did you see him, mm-hmm. though? Did you see him? Like, that's Heath Ledger. Have you heard him speak? Cat, come on, girl. Why are you fighting this? Why are you fighting this? <laughs> Just let it happen. 
Kat has made it abundantly clear that she is not into bad boy Patrick. Nope. She gives him the hella brush off and babyface Cameron and his friend talk to Bianca and and they're like, hey, listen. Help us help you. Help us help you. We're trying to get Patrick to go out with your sister, so we need to know what she likes. Her likes, her dislikes, all of that good stuff. Right. And Bianca is a bitch. I don't like Bianca. No, she's not very likable. She takes Babyface into Kat's room, and her and Babyface go through all of Kat's stuff. Dude, if my sister did this to me, heads would roll. She lets this boy, who she barely knows, just walk through her sister's room, look through her sister's crap, Mm -hmm. all in service of helping a random guy Mm -hmm. go out with her sister so that then she could go on dates. It's just all so selfish. Yeah, I I hate it. Bianca is a huge doodle toodle. What the fuck is a doodle toodle? I don't know. I didn't want to say twat. I was trying to be nice. Really? Of all the things we say on here, twat is where you draw the line? I feel like I want to save the word twat for, like, for Hitler. I want to save the word twat for Hitler. I disagree. <laughs> I've called my cat a twat before. Like, it's... <laughs> um, anyways, so Cameron and his friend take this information to Patrick, and they're like, hey, listen, here are her likes, here are her dislikes. By the way, you don't smoke anymore. Also, here's her favorite band. She's really into mm-hmm. music. Also, her favorite band is going to be at this club this weekend, and guess what? You're going. Yep. So bad boy Patrick is like, all right, dope. So he shows up at this club, mm-hmm. and when Kat sees him, well, he sees Kat first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He sees her and she's just dancing, having a good time. And yeah. he smiles. I, he's, I think he's kind of like, mm, maybe she's a little cute. Yeah, I feel like Patrick is seeing how Kat doesn't care what people think of her. Mm-hmm. And he's watching her dance really carefree. And you're right. He does smile. And I and no one is looking at him. So yeah. he's doing it purely for himself. He, he is. Um, and then he goes to sit by the bar. Kat goes to get her and her friends some waters. And also she calls it aqua. I need to get some aqua. Like, yeah. ugh, stop. She's so cool. I can't. Um, <laughs> so she goes to get some water, some bottles of water for her and her friend. And she sees Patrick. And as soon as she sees him, she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? She gets... Instantly defensive, kind of like if you if you're here to try to ask me out again, and he's like, uh, don't flatter yourself. I'm here for the music, obviously. He's like, You're kind of ruining it for me, so leave. <laughs> you can you can you leave me alone? I'm trying to enjoy this music. And you could tell she's caught off guard, like, oh wow, he likes this music. I like this music. Yeah. You know, it makes me think about how when when you're a teenager, you're kind of like the bar for what you need to have in common is so low. Uh-huh. It's like, what? You like this band that obviously is not that niche because there's a bar full of people dancing to this to this music. Yeah. So it's not like unheard of that someone likes this music, but it's like, wow, he likes the music I like. We must be soulmates. You know? <laughs> oh, remember when it was so simple? I know. And now we need, we have a whole checklist of shit. But so they kind of hate flirt for a minute until she's like, I have to go back to my friends now. He's like, go to the party with me on Friday. And she ignores him. And he's like, is that a yes? And she's like, no. And he's like, is that a no? And she's like, no. So there is a big party happening. And the funny thing is that this party wasn't supposed to be a big party. It was actually this small get together by, I think, like the nerds of the school. Mm-hmm. And Cameron's friend um, kind of hijacked the, the party poster and put like uh-huh. free beer, massive party. Yeah. And these hordes of kids show up for this party and kind of take over the house. And this poor kid whose house that it's at... He has no idea. He is so just thunderstruck and terrified. You know, even as a kid watching these movies, I was always terrified by these house parties because I was like, 
How are these kids so brave to have these massive ragers at their parents' house? I didn't touch anything in my house without being allowed. There was an entire room in my house where I was not allowed to go in. Like, we weren't allowed to sit on the couches, you know? I like, know. Like that. I've sat on those couches before and I got in trouble. <laughs> I'm assuming I got in trouble. I, I didn't know what your mom said, but for the panic to look in your sister's eyes, yeah. I assumed that I had made a mistake. So Bianca and her friend are trying to quickly and quietly sneak out of her house. They walk behind <laughs> dad, whose back is to them, and he said, you should have taken the window. Yeah. And he's like, where are you going? And she goes, oh, it's just a small intimate study group with some friends. It's just Bible study. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, Dad. And so finally she says that it's a party, and she's really upset that she can't go. And he's like, honey, you know the rule. You can go if Kat goes. Yeah. Bianca plays the sister card with Kat and says, please be a decent human and a good sister and just go so I can go, please. Well, Bianca is also so kind of mean to Kat because she's just like, could you forget for one minute that you are an atrocious human being who nobody likes and no one wants at this party anyway and could you could you just go to this party for me and you know cat kind of relents and goes okay fine i'll go she, she's like i'll make an appearance yeah and so bianca's really excited yeah of course because she doesn't ever get to do anything or go anywhere and so cat opens the door to leave um and bad boy patrick's there Yes, honey. Heath Ledger with his, ugh, the face, the jawbone, the hair. The blazer. Was he wearing a blazer? Yeah. It's funny to me that these kids, uh, they're going to a house party and they're wearing sports jackets, you know? It's right. Like, it's like they're going to an interview. Because <laughs> that was like sports jackets were like the epitome of cool in the 90s. Oh, sports jackets and jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, my God, he's so bad. He's, like, pairing casual with, like, professional. He's breaking all the rules. He's breaking all the rules. And your heart. If he breaks the rules, he's going to break your bed. If he breaks the rules, he's going to break your bed. I fucking love that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, she opens the door and Bad Boy Patrick's there and he's, like, 930, right? And she's like, fine, but I'm driving. <laughs> Well, it's so cute because, you know, when they were at this club and he's like, hey, come come with me to this party. And as she's walking away, he's like, I'll see you at 930. And you just kind of get the sense uh -huh. that she dismissed him. But he's there at 930. He's like, I'm here to pick you up, honey bun. It's so cute. And with her attitude and her personality, you know, if she really didn't want to go with him, she would have been like, daddy, murder this man. Yeah. No, 100 percent. If Kat didn't like Bad Boy Patrick, mm -hmm. she wouldn't have gone with him because she's not the type to feel obligated to do mm -hmm. anything. No. She would have slammed the door in his face. So she likes him. She does, but she doesn't want to admit it because it's going to ruin her whole vibe. No. She needs to remain cool. They're at this party, and of course, Babyface and his friend are there. Everyone's here. Douchebag Joey's there. Cat is there. Bad Boy Patrick's there. Yeah. Bad Boy Patrick is kind of following Cat around because, you know, listen, at this point, I think he he's starting to like her. Uh -huh. I think he is liking the challenge and he's really enjoying that chase. Mm -hmm. And she's playing hard to get. Listen, no, I take it back. Cat is not playing hard to get. Cat is hard to get. Yeah. And he loves it. Uh, OK, let me ask you a question. Is Kat Patrick's red flag? Yeah, you know, I feel like Kat is kind of a little bit of a red flag. I do too. She's kind of drama. She's kind of a handful. Mm -hmm. um, she's throwing up all the signs that say, the neon signs to say, walk away, go away. And he's just like, I need more. Yeah. And usually the red flag is the guy, but in this case, it kind of is the girl. Yeah. Because... Everything he's giving her is green, is green lights. Uh-huh. And she's giving him red lights the whole way. Yeah. So we, we, we have a cat as a red flag. Listen, I'm here for it, but mm. we, we need to acknowledge it. 
She's she's a little she's a little much she's a little drama, especially in this party because of what hap- ends up happening. Mm-hmm. This party is what Cameron, babyface Cameron, has been waiting for. This is his first date with Bianca, and remember, he orchestrated this entire thing yeah. of douchebag Joey paying bad boy Patrick to take Bianca's sister out. Like it's been this whole elaborate plan, and this is his moment. To, you know, be on a date with Bianca at this party. And what does Bianca do? She blows him off. She blows him off for douchey model Joey. Uh-huh. And so Cameron is just heartbroken. He's he's flat out not having a good time now. Poor baby. <laughs> Poor baby face. <laughs> Let Taylor Swift take you under her wing. I, feel, <laughs> I just feel like this is Taylor Swift's type. Like she loves like baby faced, you know, kind of innocent Listen, looking guys. If Taylor Swift was eight years older yeah she would have definitely have dated joseph gordon levitt yeah and we would have loved it yes i would have been all about it this is no hate or disrespect to our queen taylor swift because Hell no, never yeah no it's okay anyways while bianca is blowing off baby face and being bored out of her fucking mind with how dumb joey is cat is not having a good time. She came to make her sister happy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? Guess what you do at parties? You drink. So Kat has been hitting these tequila shots a little too hard. And listen, I think I can speak for most people when I say tequila has done us all dirty at least once. Okay. Tequila is a public nuisance. And I think we really should all band together to say no to tequila. Tequilas and margaritas. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm a rum girl, so. See, I'm a rum girl, too, but I do like a good margarita. Mm. Do you know why? Little history lesson for you, girl. Okay, hit me. So, (laughs) rum was super cheap, okay? And it was imported from the Caribbean, and it was a super cheap alcohol. And so a lot of bars in New Orleans were buying just all this rum. And they couldn't really sell it because men drank whiskey, So they started marketing it towards women, but also women weren't really drinking it because they're like, this is gross and disgusting. It's hard. So then they, yeah. So then they invented the hurricane, which was just all the fruit juice you could possibly find and all this sugar. And they were hiding the rum in it. I mean, well, they knew it was alcohol, but they were hiding the rum taste in the hurricanes and then marketing it to women. And women were like, fuck, yes, this is amazing. Look at my alcohol juice. It's like juice, but it makes me slutty. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that. I wanted to point out, because we kind of glazed past this, but I wanted to point mm-hmm. out that Bianca finally gets what she wants, and she gets to have this date with douchey model Joey, and mm-hmm. she realizes that, much like his nickname, Douchey Model Joey, that we've given him, he is insufferably self-obsessed to the point that Bianca, who is also insufferably self-obsessed, can't stand. Like, she's just like, yeah. oh my God, he is obsessed with himself. She's flat out not having a good time. No. And now, you know, she kind of blew it with Cameron by blowing him mm-hmm. off. And so she's just not having a good time. Yeah, and to add insult to injury for Bianca at this point, now her uptight, normally very reserved sister um, is drunk off her ass on tequila and dancing on a table. Oh, Kat is going wild. Kat is wiling out. Yeah. Bad boy Patrick sees a crowd gathered around a table, mm-hmm. and Miss Julia Stiles, a.k.a. Cat is up on the table, busting out those dance moves. She is pop-locking and dropping it. Like, it is 1999. It is literally 1999, and she is bringing it. But you know what? It it occurred to me, like, was this her audition for Save the Last Dance? Maybe. I feel like I remember... Maybe it was. Because I remember seeing something about, like, someone saw her dancing in this movie and was like, oh, she would be perfect for Save the Last Dance. Because, listen... A lot of people make fun of Julia Stiles' dancing in, in these uh, 90s movies, but she she had rhythm. You know what I'm saying? I don't, considering I'm a five foot two white girl and I have all the rhythm that that description implies. I, I don't know what rhythm is. Rhythm? Don't know her. 
back in this time period, back in this universe of the late 90s, early 2000s. It of Y2K. W- of Y2K. It wasn't, like, normal for people to know how to dance. Like, I know nowadays, like, you're on TikTok and it looks like everyone is pop lock dropping it. Everyone can do a choreographed mm-hmm. dance. And it sometimes I feel like I came from, from a parallel universe because I'm like, the universe I grew up in, it was like a certain type of person knew how to dance. And it was like a professionally trained individual. Yeah. You know, and the rest of us, like, we're, we're doing, like, the clap and step. Like, listen, we could do the cha-cha slide. And that's <laughs> it. And that's only because they specifically told you what to do. Two hops this time. Okay, I got it. Yeah. But they made it simple. And so it kind of blows my mind now. On TikTok, I see all these people. I'm like, when did everyone know how to dance when did everyone learn how the to internet. dance the internet the internet wild um so bianca is mortified because she sees cat dancing and patrick is mortified that he sees cat dancing because she just takes kind of like a slip and fall off the table she hits her head on a chandelier and he's like oh fuck <laughs> and then she passes out in his arms he takes her outside and he is so concerned and it's so cute he's like cat cat wake up you can't you might have concussions stay with me stay awake yeah he's like you can't fall asleep you might die you know and it's really cute he's taking care of her and i think at this point you're really starting to see that that bad boy Patrick is is kind of simping a little bit for Cat. Bad boy Patrick is kind of into Cat. Yeah, he likes the kitty cat. He wants the kitty cat. <laughs> Stop. You know what? He may be a real bad boy, but he's kind of a sweet man, you know? <laughs> Stop licking yourself like a cat. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You're just saying weird things. Are you okay? <laughs> there will never be proof. Never. <laughs> maybe your ponytail's too tight and you're seeing things. You know what? Maybe. Maybe. So while bad boy Patrick carries Cat out and he has her sitting down and he's trying to like, you know, get her to kind of come to a little bit. Yeah. And then Cameron comes up for a pep talk. Patrick's like, can you see that I'm freaking busy right now i'm kind of in the middle of something and cameron's like can you take a break for a second Babyface cameron <laughs> comes up to bad boy patrick and he's like hey the deal is off the deal is off i'm really upset yeah. because bianca never wanted to date me she just wanted to date douchey joey mm-hmm. and the deal is off and patrick is like first of all i don't have time for this but also why are you giving up don't you like this girl if you like this girl don't give up Yeah, go get her. Go get her. And that's your free pep talk. You can go now. Yeah. And then Bianca, with all the audacity, goes to Cameron and says, can you give me a ride home? Mm Mm-hmm. And so he, being the good guy that Cameron is, he drives her home. And then he just gives her hell for it. Oh, my God. He does. He gives her that speech where he's basically like... You are so selfish. Like, he calls her out on all her shit. Mm -hmm. And then she kisses him. And she kisses him. And he forgets. He's like, never mind. Forget everything I just said. Belay my last. None of that even, like, Mm -hmm. no. None of that happened. So, sister and Cameron, you know, they get a little tongue action. Meanwhile, Kat is being driven home by Patrick. And Kat leans in for a kiss because she wants some of that man bun potential. Mm, don't we all? She leans in for a kiss, okay? You know, she leans in and he's like, you maybe, maybe no. Ooh, yes. He said we should do this another time. And we know that the reason he's rejecting her is because he feels guilty about about being paid to well, have her like And I him. think maybe also because he knows that she's drunk. She also... Right before this, she did also puke all over his shoes. I know, I know. So, like, there's a lot of reasons, but I think it's one, because he's being paid, two, because she's drunk, and three, she just puked. I know, that's true. But, girl, Kat does not take this rejection well. 
Oh, no, absolutely not. She storms out of the car. Well, because remember, like, Kat didn't want to date. She didn't want to open mm-hmm. herself up to the possibility of heartache or whatever. And she finally kind of lowered her guard and tried to kiss this boy. And he's like, I'm good. Thanks. Like, I would I would be pissed, too. I would switch schools. <laughs> I would move. <laughs> I would move. Just join a convent. Yeah. I belong to God now. (laughs) If I can't have Heath Ledger, then I will have no one. Yeah. So she storms out of his car. And like for the next couple of days at school, you know, Patrick tells Cameron and his friend, she's really mad at me. And they're like, how mad? As she kicks a soccer ball at his face. I know. They're outside and Kat is like actively. Listen, she wants to wipe him out because he he witnessed her embarrassment. So she's like, naturally, you have to die now. Like, <laughs> I need to take you out. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. So I I feel like bad boy Patrick, his conscience is starting to get to him. He doesn't want to be part mm-hmm. of this whole arrangement anymore. And so Mm-mm. when douchey model Joey comes up and he's like, hey, I need you to take cat out on another date to prom he says you need to take her to prom yeah i need you to take her to prom so that i can take her sister to prom Mm -hmm. and bad boy patrick is like you know i just don't want to do this anymore yeah he's like no i i'm out joey offers patrick 200 dollars at first yeah and then when patrick says no joey's like what about 300 dollars? girl that extra hundred did it (laughs) yeah um and Patrick has just agreed to take Kat to prom. Yeah. But she still wants him to die. She's so embarrassed. She wants nothing to do with him. So he has to devise a plan to get back into mm-hmm. her good graces. Yeah. And that plan that he devises is that he shows up at her soccer practice mm-hmm. with a boombox and a mic singing to her in front of everyone. I know. He's on the stands and he's got the microphone and he starts singing that song frank sinatra's i love you baby uh-huh on the stands for everyone to hear and cat is just swept off her feet because she's standing there she's watching him make a fool uh-huh. of himself which in its own way is an apology you know like mm-hmm. he understands he embarrassed her and so he's embarrassing himself to apologize uh-huh and she's all about it and what like watching heath ledger sing the song is just it's such an iconic scene her panties have officially melted they have been incinerated with the hotness that is heat ledger oh my god patrick at this point is thoroughly forgiven Mm -hmm. by cat however his little grand gesture got him detention yeah naturally and uh he gets sent to detention and Kat showing her appreciation and kind of showing that she's accepting his apology. She goes to detention to break him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does that with her boobies. Yeah. She basically, uh, in, in desperation to distract the teacher, she basically flashes the teacher and listen, you had to, it's a whole thing. Like you just have to see it to understand. The detention teacher is also the soccer coach. And so she goes in and she's like, hey, coach, um, I have some new ways to improve the girls' soccer team. And he's like, okay, well, like, tell me later. She's like, no, I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. As she's talking to him, Patrick is sneaking toward a window. Toward Toward a window, yeah. He's like, okay, what are your ideas? She's like, a diversion. We go this way, and while we make them look that way, and he's like, how will you do that? And she's like, um, like this. And then she just, like, flashes in her titties. I know. It, well, what's what's funniest to me is that, l- listen, this isn't body shaming. It just is what it is. Like, Julia Stiles isn't packing up top, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have any boobs, so like she lifts her shirt, and he's probably like more confused. Like, what am I? What am I looking at? Like, what? <laughs> what are you showing me? Why? Why is this a thing? Which is would have been me in high school. Like, if I tried flashing someone in high school, they would have been like, "Um, what? What's happening? Did you get a tattoo? Like, what? What am I looking at?" Um, whereas if Courtney had flashed someone in high school, they would have gotten black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
her boobs would have punched each <laughs> each eye. It would have been an assault if Courtney had flashed someone. It would have been like pow pow. I would have caught felony assault charges. <laughs> It wasn't me, officer. It was them. <laughs> the officer would have been like, okay, let me see. You would have been like, lift it up. Boom, boom. <laughs> officer down. <laughs> They're registered as deadly weapons in 49 states. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so so Cat's diversion gets uh, bad boy Patrick out of detention. And they basically go play hooky for the day. Yeah, so they go I think it's called a paddle boat. Okay. Um. So they go paddle boating, hmm. and then there's like this like paintball water balloon thing. Yeah, they go have a paintball fight, which is such a fun mm-hmm. date. They're having a really good time. They're pelting each other with balloons full of paint. Yeah. And like, then they tumble into like this pile of hay and start kissing. Yeah. It's just. So so sweet. I know. And afterwards, he takes her home. Patrick and Kat get back to Kat's house, all uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And Heath Ledger walks out of this car with her up her front up her front walkway looking like a motherfucking snack. He's wearing a black tank top, mm-hmm. black pants. You can see his biceps. His hair is back in a man bun. Girl, I blacked out. I blacked out for several seconds. I... I had to take a baby aspirin because I was having a heart attack. <laughs> Listen, if you were not attracted to Heath Ledger wearing all black with his biceps, with him double-cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon like that. What does that mean, double-cheeked up? Let me figure it out. I, I know what it means, so I can't explain it. Hold on. What does double-cheeked up mean? Used to describe someone with big ass butt cheeks. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Is that what you were trying to say? Sure. Um, <laughs> Keith, Keith, <laughs> Keith Ledger walking up here, double cheeked up on a Tuesday afternoon with his biceps just hanging out like that. You know what? I need a fucking minute. Like, I, I have to go get a pregnancy test just to make sure. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> It's just like, what the? I I regret nothing that I just said. I okay, all right. I I needed I needed a minute, and I've got it back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You're fine. Go ahead. Let's, Let's go. Go on. They're sitting on our front porch, and he's like freely touching her face he's moving her hair he's kissing her neck and she is into it yeah cat is into it but i think also this is where she starts internally freaking out because Mm -hmm. she has trust issues so she's immediately like wait a minute why do you want to be with me well he asked her to prom he says go to prom with me and then she flips out Yeah, so when he asks her to prom, she gets very suspicious, and she's just like, what's in it for you? And it is a weird question, but I think his reaction is a red flag, the way he gets very defensive. And let me tell Mm -hmm. you, girl, when a guy gets defensive, the guy is a hiding something. And he's like, "Uh, nothing's in it for me. The pleasure of your company. Like, what the... He gets so mad. He's like, what the fuck? I just want to take you to prom. God fucking damn it. Shit. Fuck your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he pulls out a cigarette and she like rips it from her, his mouth and then she leaves. Yeah. She storms off and it's like, you know, their relationship is a little toxic. It's a little hot and cold. And and like we said, she's kind of the red flag here. She is the red flag here. And um, she is again kind of sulky and Bianca is upset because right now she thinks that she's not going to be able to go to prom because Kat's not going and she Bianca also thinks that she was the only sophomore invited to go to prom yeah so as always Bianca is making this about her of course instead of wondering what her sister is upset about Bianca's just like If you're upset, you're not going to prom. And if you don't go to prom, then I can't go to prom. And 
it's just really not fair that you're upset because it's ruining my plans. Mm-hmm. I'll just want to see Courtney flash Bianca so that Courtney's boobs can punch Bianca like in both eyes at once. Girl, your wish. I I wish that to you. <laughs> so Bianca is soaking in her room, and Kat goes to talk to her, and Kat confesses some like pretty big stuff to um her sister. Yeah. So Kat basically tells Bianca like, listen. I used to be popular in high school. I used to want to do everything everyone else wanted to do. And mm-hmm. that's how me and douchebag Joy ended up dating. And her sister is like, wait, what? You guys dated? She's like, no way. You didn't date Joey. She's like, I did, you know, in ninth grade, right mm-hmm. after mom left. Bianca asked Kat. She goes, well, what happened? And Kat's like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, she, you know, she lost her virginity to Joey. Yeah. And when she told him that... She didn't want to do it again, that she just wasn't ready. He broke up with her because he's a douchebag. Do you know, it's interesting because when I watched this movie at 13, I remember that this revelation that Kat had lost her virginity to Joey was like a bombshell. Yeah. It was just like, I remember feeling like it explained everything. I remember Mm -hmm. feeling like, oh my God, of course she was so upset because it's such a big deal. And no wonder she's so jaded. Like it just all made sense. And and now I'm just kind of like, ah, that's kind of playing into purity culture a little bit about how Joy ruined her. And so she was never the same because she you know, quote, lost her virginity to him. And now I'm like, you know what? She had sex. She felt pressured into having sex, which wasn't cool. And then she kind of drew a a boundary where she didn't want to do it again. And he couldn't respect it. And he couldn't respect it. And so they ended up having to break up. But it doesn't really explain why she's so salty. Doesn't it, though? That was her first, like, sort of real experience with, like, the male species, you know? And that male was an asshole. And so I just, I think it just really put a bad taste in her mouth. I remember it being a big deal. And so I I couldn't remember exactly what had happened. So I expected there to be something where, like, he spread rumors about her or something. And mm-hmm. he didn't. So n- no one knew. Bianca sort of, for a second, calls Kat's bluff. And she's like, how come I never heard about this? And Kat says, because I told him that if he told anybody... I would tell the entire cheerleading squad how tiny his dick is. Bianca, even with this revelation that her sister just shared, Bianca, it's still not good enough for her. She tells Kat, like, so you thought that you would just, what, save me? That you're not going to let me experience life for myself? And then she kicks Kat out of her room. But you know what? I kind of, okay, so obviously I don't like Bianca. I think she's an entitled brat. But I do feel where she's coming from because she already has an overbearing father and now her Mm -hmm. sister is also kind of trying to shield her from things and to a certain extent you can't shield someone 100% from things because then they just become resentful it's like a little bit of hardship is necessary Mm -hmm. I completely agree a little bit of hardship is necessary but I don't feel like Bianca's anger was really warranted at this point like your sister just told you that this that she had sex with this boy, and when she didn't want to have sex again, he broke up with her. Mm-hmm. And you're kicking her out of her room because she didn't let you get taken advantage of also. You know? Yeah. I just, I don't feel like it's warranted like that. Um, But Kat sees how sad her sister is, and Kat decides to go to prom with Patrick mm-hmm. um, so her sister can go. Um, And so Kat like, walks out the front door. She's like, bye, Dad, going to prom. And she leaves, and he's like, funny. That's hilarious. (laughs) And then he's like, wait, what? Well, the dad is realizing that his master plan failed because the only reason that he changed the rules to you can date when Kat can date is because he was so confident that Kat would never date. And it's Mm -hmm. backfired on him because now Kat is out here being social and he's just like, this is not supposed to happen. This was not what I wanted to happen. What's the procedure? Bianca is all dressed and she comes downstairs and her dad goes, what is that? And she's like, it's a prom dress, daddy. Then... Then Babyface Cameron shows up to pick her up for prom. I know. Babyface Cameron shows up at the door and he is just innocence, you know, 
like he just embodies innocence and purity and good mm-hmm. intentions and that that is still suspicious <laughs> like cameron is everything that a dad could ever want for his daughter bianca and kat's dad is still like i will kill you i know every cop in town and i will hide your body and yeah. no one will ever find you yeah yeah but you know cameron goes and takes bianca to prom douchebag joey shows up later <laughs> And the dad opens the door and douchebag Joey's like, I'm here to take Bianca to prom. And the dad is like, what the hell is going on? Uh, And he just slams the door in his face. Yeah. This sort of starts the ripple for the downfall of the rest of the night. Oh, that's true. Kat is having a fantastic time Mm -hmm. with Patrick at prom. He even got her favorite band to come and do a song at prom. Dude, that's a big deal. Like, how did he pull those connections? Like, Bad Boy Patrick has some kind con- as if everything else is not enough. As if it's not enough that he's a bad boy and he has the man bun and he uh-huh. he wears the sexy clothes and he has a sexy accent. He has connections and he got her favorite band to play at prom. It's just such a special moment. They're dancing. It's so cute. It's so, oh my god. It is everything. But here comes douchey model joey freshly pissed because he got the door slammed in his face Uh he comes storming up to patrick and he's like bro we had a deal what the hell happened yeah um of course cat hears yeah because what what does he say specifically he said i paid you i didn't pay you to take cat out so bianca could come to prom with someone else Mm. and so that this is just a slap in Kat's face because she already suspected that it was just too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And she looks at Patrick, so hurt, and she says, there was nothing in it for you, huh? And then she storms away. She storms she away. Girl. Our poor cat. And our poor Heath Ledger slash bad boy Patrick, because we know he had good intentions and we know he didn't want to do the bet after... Yeah, no, he didn't. He... He tried to say no, but again, money talks. Mm. And so he goes after her, and she she doesn't want anything to do with him. She's just kind of like, fuck you. Then Joey, in his fit of rage, um, and he goes to Babyface, and he tells him, like, you picked the wrong person to mess with. What makes you think that you could just take Bianca out? And then douchebag Joey punches Babyface Cameron, Right in the nose. Poor Cameron goes flying back. Mm -hmm. Joey kind of straightens up. Douchebag Joey is like, yeah, like he's feeling like the man. He gets Uh a tap on the shoulder. He turns around and it's Bianca standing there. And she punches him twice in the face. And the first time she goes, this is for making my date bleed. This is for my sister. And then she needs him in the balls and goes, and that's for me. Yes, honey. Right in the little jewel sack. Right in the little tomato vine. Your sister already told you that it was tiny, so... Promise is pretty memorable for all of these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of ends not in a great note because, you know, Kat and Bad Boy Patrick kind of broke up um, at the revelation mm-hmm. that he was paid to take her out. Babyface Cameron got punched in the face. And I guess Bianca is probably having a better night because she's the one that got to punch Joey in the face. And God, we yeah. all wanted to do that. So, And she still has her date. Yeah, so like she's it's... probably feeling good. So the next time they have school, Kat and bad boy Patrick have English together. So earlier in the semester, the English teacher, he had assigned them this Shakespeare assignment where they had to write a sonnet. They had to write a Shakespearean sonnet. And at the very beginning of class, he's like, all right, today's the day. Who wants to present first? Cat raises her hand. She wrote this poem. It is very obviously about Patrick, who is sitting in class. Keep in mind, she is heartbroken, and she is volunteering to read this in front of the entire class. And also keep in mind that 13-year-old me had this poem memorized, and I was just begging for a reason to recite it to a boy. Okay? This is now. This is your chance. (laughs) This is my chance. To all the boys who broke my heart. It says, I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. 
I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. And at this point, she starts kind of breaking down. Mm-hmm. She starts tearing up. So she goes on. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Ugh. And then she just walks out. And then she just walks out because she's in t- she's in tears. And first of all, what a cute poem. Second of all, girl, if I had written that poem about the guy who broke my heart, I would have shoved it so, so deep inside of myself. It would have taken 10 (laughs) years of therapy to bring it out. I would have never. I would have never have written those words out into the physical realm of being. (laughs) But can we talk about Patrick's face during this? I know. He's just like. I know. You can just see like. All of the stages of grief and acceptance are washing over his face at the same time. And he's like, do I do I go after her? Do I stay? Do um what what do I do? He's seeing her pull back her layers. Mm-hmm. And it's so I felt like this was such a moment because Kat is known for being tough and not giving any shits. And here she is being the most vulnerable you could ever be. I mean, we're both writers. And can you imagine standing up in front of your high school class and reading something that means a lot to you? Absolutely not. No, I would never. And the fact that she is brave enough to do this, this is some Taylor Swift shit. Like, I think about it all the time, how Taylor Swift writes these deeply, deeply emotional songs. And then she has to sing Mm -hmm. them in public, knowing that the person she wrote the song about knows it's about them and is listening. The bravery that that takes, I can't fathom. Because my my poem would have been like... I never liked you anyway. Your penis is really small. Everyone laughs at you. Me and your mom have a text chain where we make fun of you and she doesn't love you. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. (laughs) That would have been my poem. Mine would have been like, I I have nothing to say. Thank you. (laughs) I have nothing to say. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. (laughs) And then Patrick, um, he goes after her. Patrick follows her into the parking lot, and she very obviously doesn't want to talk. I mean, this girl left the entire Mm -hmm. school. Like, she just fucking left. She's going home to pack her bag (laughs) to move to the East Coast. (laughs) She's going to change her name. She's gone, okay? Um, No, but he catches her, and, you know, right as she's getting... She's opening the door to her car, and she sees that there's a guitar, a brand new guitar inside of her car. It was his apology to her. It was his apology guitar. And apparently, I know nothing about, you know, instruments, but it's apparently like a really fancy guitar. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, I had a little bit of extra money. That $300 (laughs) that he got. Which, again, in the 90s, $300 was a lot of money. So he used all that money to buy her a very expensive guitar. And she's like... You can't just buy me a guitar every time you mess up. And he's like, you're right, but I could buy you drums, (laughs) a bass. There's other instruments. Don't worry about it. There's other instruments. But you know what I think this movie glazed by is the fact Mm -hmm. that Kat is very rich because Mm -hmm. they live in Seattle and they show her house and she has this giant house in Seattle that is probably Mm -hmm. worth over a million dollars. So it's just very interesting how they don't portray either her or Bianca as like rich kids, but you kind of get the sense that they do come from money. Well, dad, their dad at one point, he says that he just sent Kat's college that she chose a check for her first semester of tuition. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a check yeah. at, for out-of-state tuition. Honey. That's not cheap. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So Kat and bad boy Patrick, you know, they make up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make up and they're together and it's really cute. So everybody gets their happily ever after because Kat gets her man mm-hmm. and Bianca gets 
the, you know, baby face Cameron. And it's all really cute. It is so fucking adorable. Okay, guys, listen. If you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> thank thank you so much. We your, are very appreciative. Your sacrifice is is noted. <laughs> <laughs> We understand what you've been through and we appreciate you. We want you to know we appreciate you. If you like this podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. You have to do it or Courtney's going to punch you in the face with her boobs. If you don't leave a review and tell at least one friend about this, you're going to get punched in the face with boobs. I don't make the rules, but I do follow them. Yeah, guys, please leave us a review. Um, I really don't want to have to send Courtney on a on a boob punching tour across the globe to find each and every one of you. I, I have um, kids. Do you really want to take my children's mother away from them while she goes on vigilante justice missions? No. Listen, the stakes are high, okay? Just just uh, do your civic duty and uh, be kind <laughs> in the reviews. Don't be like, I'm only here because they threatened me with bodily harm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. We do read all of the reviews. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.